It's not easy being Jeff Lewis. I did cause all the problems, okay. but then I apologized. Okay. And then I think we're good now. I believe my purpose here on Earth. I'm a bullshit police officer. Okay. I'm the bullshit police. All of you have either quit or been fired before. Andrew, did you quit? A little of both. <laughs> Jeff Lewis has issues. Hey, welcome to Jeff Lewis Has Issues. In today's episode, Egypt Sherrod and Mike Jackson join the show. We talk about long proposals, delayed punishment, and unwanted house guests. I eat so fast that what happens is I, I eat way more than I should. If I slowed down, I would be full quicker. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you actually took the time to chew every little piece. Correct. Let it digest properly. Got it. I yes. do. I do. So you eat a lot? I emotionally eat, I think. But it doesn't show. You're like one of those people who drive me nuts. You eat so much and then you burn so fast. I look at his rice and I blow up. <laughs> I, no, this is real. What's happened is is that now I really only eat like one time or one and a half times a day. But here's the problem, Egypt. That one meal is so important that I think about it for 24 hours and I talk about it for 12 hours. Right, Shane? Mm, really? It's all we talk about. Like I'm, I'm, It's like a... We haven't talked about it yet today, and that's like unusual. It's unusual because we, we were rushed today. So, we were, what time do you eat every day? Um, well, I had half a bagel, so that's going to hold me off until like okay. one or two, and then um, I'm trying to do like dinner. So that way, <laughs> if I have a late lunch, then I won't eat dinner. And okay. last night, I was I was hungry, and so I just kept drinking water. Got it. So you've thought about so far what you're going to eat today. I'd love to know. Like, are you vegan? Do you no, eat a lot of hell no. no. Not the way Oh, no. I eat fast food. You just talked fast... about going in the subway. Yeah. I had a... No, but I did it's because sub. we were joking. But... What's your fast food go to? There was a joke to? there. I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> What's your fast food go to? My, it's always some kind of car, pasta or something. Mm-hmm. Like last night, it was. That's not fast food. That It is fast food. No, it's not. Because pasta? slow food is like when I actually get in the kitchen and bake and cook and like make a turkey or something. Fast food. Is I put it on, I boiled the water, threw it in, and it was oh, done in ten minutes. Our fast food is drive-through. Yeah, that's what he's talking I about. I can't eat drive-through. My stomach doesn't agree with drive-through. Yeah. Really? I can't do drive-through. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I you... can't be in the car when she eats drive-through. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You do want to stay married, don't you? <laughs> you can wait till we get on the radio to pull that mess. Now you guys have been married for nineteen years. No, we've been together. Oh, together nineteen. Together 19 years. Married 19 years. for thirteen. Yeah. That's 14. why. I... Oh, because I was wondering, what took you so long to propose? Well, like, were you uncertain? Were you seeing other people? Well, no, never. No, first day I saw her, she took took everything away. But I actually asked her to marry me a month in. A month in, we were outside of Magic Square Garden, sitting in the car, and I looked at her and I said, listen, when I ask you to marry me, will you say yes? And I'm not saying in this moment, but when I ask you, are you going to say yes? And she said, yes, I will. So a month in, I, actually the day... The first day I knew, but a month in, I was asking her to marry me. But then you waited another five years. No, he didn't. I didn't. <laughs> he proposed that was a few times. This one it, here. I, I was the one with the jitters. I was. Yeah. She... We actually canceled our first wedding. Mm-hmm. Wait, he proposed a few times. He did. And, and had the ring and everything. It just wasn't. Uh-huh. You know, I was one of those women. I was doing the New York stiletto hustle. You know, like the get them girl. I am independent. I don't mm-hmm. need a man for nothing. And. You know, but I did, and jaded. I wanted to want, but I was very jaded, and and he was too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in a relationship with somebody that you were like, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop? Yeah. No, he's t- no. <laughs> I'm one, of, I'm one of a kind. I'm one of a kind. But someone out there has been. But I, I didn't believe him, and I so I just kept waiting for the other shoe right. to drop, and it you know it didn't. So finally, mm. what year? 
four and four year four and a half. Right. When he proposed, I said yes, but we canceled the wedding a month. No, sorry, was it three weeks before the wedding? Right. Yes. <gasps> what? Yeah. You're like a runaway bride. Well, it wasn't just all her. It was also dealing with swine flu because we was going to be in Mexico. Yeah, we were doing so a destination. So You remember they they shut off. Um, Obama said nobody traveled to Mexico because of swine uh-huh. flu. Oh. Um, and so, but but actually, we were like, Whoa. right. <laughs> <laughs> you blame we Obama. Were, we were both having jitters. The truth be told, I thought it was me. He thought it was him. Mm-hmm. Something just wasn't. You were second guessing it. Right. So then you settled and you decided to marry him. <laughs> Yes. No, I'm joking. First of all. I'm joking, I'm joking. No, but truly what happens, we, we hadn't done the work. We were doing yeah. all this, you know, leading up to the wedding and all the wedding planning and turning into bridezilla and groomzilla, but we never did the work of how marriage would actually look. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we spent the next year doing. And right. then we actually got married. Were you living year. together during all that time? In sin. Yes, we were. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, we were. How did you meet? How did we meet? Well, we met. Let's let's. I'm gonna give you the short version. We met on four different occasions with six months in between each time. The first time I ever saw her, she was hosting a nightclub venue, and I saw her from afar. Literally, the light was only shining on her. The sound got muffled, and in my heart, I said, "That's my wife." Didn't know this person from from any from Adam. So right? he's a stalker. So- <laughs> well, so he was stalked a fine- my way right into her heart. <laughs> he was a fine stalker, though. But, no, but he's so right. It was weird because I mean, and he was. You had just gotten divorced that first time, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't. It was all Wait, about when timing. You say the first time. The first time we met each other. Oh, okay, okay. He had only been divorced, I think, like five or six months. Yeah. So it wasn't good timing anyway. Right. But we just kept bumping into each other because. I was a radio personality in New York. He was a club DJ. Mm-hmm. So we kept seeing each other, and I didn't want to date anybody in the business, if you know what I mean. Okay. I just didn't. But I was flipping houses, and, you know, that's where we got together because I had no idea all that time he was a contractor. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait a minute. So you're on the radio. You did yeah. it for like 20 years, right? Yeah. And then you're also kind of as a side hustle, you're flipping houses. I was flipping houses, mm-hmm. and then I became a real estate agent and a broker. While I was still on the radio. Yep. Really? Yeah. Because you know what? I, I, I don't know. Maybe you do. But to me, radio was no money. There mm. was no money in that for me. And I had to have, like, what's the plan B? <laughs> what's <laughs> the see. retirement plan going to be here? Like, we got to do something else. Yeah. Because no. So that's how I, you know, you kind of, you're forged under fire. And, I see. Um, so we met because I have fallen through the roof of one of my investment properties. <laughs> Just a dangling. Just a dangling. <laughs> I called my, my then mentor, Ulysses. I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. I was trying to tar this roof by myself, and I fell through. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I need a new team. He shows up, and I knew him. So I'm like, I said I needed a contractor, not a freaking DJ. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he's like, I can leave. You want me to leave? You know, He was fed up with me at that point because I... A few months didn't give you my number <laughs> the previous times, but it's all good though. But you know, after that moment, it was like we were inseparable. And wait, after you met, you were gonna you I hired showed, him? No, she didn't know she hired me. Oh, I just showed up. The crew that her in other words, I had decided. fired you. You've gone through this, Jeff. Right? You've gone through this. It's hard to find yes. you know good teams, good mm-hmm. contractors. And I had gone through a few on that on the, that particular house. I fired them. Which is rule number one: don't fire your team before you have another one. So I was yeah. sort of desperate, and I called my then mentor Ulysses, who referred him, and I said, just send him over. If they can get the job done, they're hired. And then he showed up. So 
yeah, I needed his help, but he took off his shirt and fixed the plumbing. You took off, so you take off your shirt when you work. It was hot. <laughs> I'm on a roof. We, we fell in love over black mold. <laughs> so when you took off his shirt, you were like, okay. No, that wasn't it. I'm just okay. joking. I'm joking. Now, he, was a, he was a nice guy. He wasn't who I thought he was all that time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, okay, so let's, you guys are, you've, you're on a very, very successful show on HGTV. Um, you've, you, but you started off, it's married to real estate, but you started off w- with earlier with other shows, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. you, Egypt, correct? Mm-hmm. So you were on TV first. I did uh, nine seasons of Property Virgins. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we did a spinoff, Flipping, Flipping Virgins, which was the worst name you could ever name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We laugh about that, but we were trying to do, you know, a logical spinoff right. of Property Virgins. So I think, what did I do, three seasons of that? Mm-hmm. But that show, in my head, when we pitched the spinoff, was supposed to be Mike and I. Mm-hmm. But our production company at the time didn't see him as... The partner, so Mike was in the background the entire time doing the work on camera. You only saw me, okay, you know, working with the clients, but he was there the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, The real show is here, mm-hmm. uh, and so you know, it's about timing yet again, yeah. So I then, found- after okay, so you did you did Property Virgins and then you did Flipping Virgins, mm-hmm. and how long did it take to do the show you're on now? <sighs> when, and did when, you pitch it to them? It started on his cell phone, yep. So during COVID. We had all this time, you know, the kids are home, we're doing schoolwork, we're still doing the construction, we're still doing real estate, because at that time, it was booming, because everyone's home looking around thinking, yeah. I need to do something yeah. to my house. Mm-hmm. And I just pulled out the camera and said, let me record everything we're doing. And we had already had some footage, you know, we captured us, our lifestyle with the kids, put it into a reel, and showed management. Management said something's here, sent it to the network, and they said, we've got a show, let's, let's get it going. At and the time, it was called Home Team, though. It was called Home Team. <laughs> but at least the also... word virgin was in it. I mean, they learned their lesson. I know, I know. Although I have to say, if I see the word virgin, I would stop. You know what I mean? If I'm like looking through the... And that right. was yeah. the logic, right. too. But, yeah. you know, we had Anything to do a lot virgin. of explaining about that show title. <laughs> Marriage. Yes. Yeah, so how can we can fit that word in, maybe, to the new show? But the new show, you're in season three. I think episode eight, what airs this Thursday. Right. Um, have you talked, have they, t- oh, is this the season where the showrunner had a heart attack? No. Yeah, no, no. this is, no, did you hear what he just said? Yeah, yeah I heard what that, he said. This is. Am I he supposed said, to say that? I, I don't know if that was public knowledge, but yes, yeah, someone on our oh, show sorry. Okay. got very <laughs> ill and, and had a heart attack. Yes. And, uh, yes. You so had to we shut had to, down. We had to shut down for a little bit. For a little yeah. bit. But, uh, well, yeah, but did the season, have, it's did you the have best replace, season yet. Did you have to replace the person that had the heart attack? We did. Or did we you did. wait? Okay. We, we, we waited to. for a bit. We tried to because he was wonderful. We mm-hmm. loved him. He was our favorite showrunner yeah. in the world. Uh, we tried, but it, when it appeared he wasn't going to be able to come back, we had to replace him. So, you know, you, everything stops till mm-hmm. you till you get it right. Yeah. We, I think when I was on terror therapy between season, I think it was season one, we had to shut down. Did you? Yeah. Well, why did you have to shut down? I got in a humongous fight with the showrunner. She was fucking incompetent and terrible. And then they had to, we had to, they had to replace her. Like, I wouldn't work with her. Like, it got okay. really bad. What? Yeah, I'm surprised I'm still working. <laughs> yeah. See, so, so here's the thing, right? I feel like, as you said, you said, and I don't, can we cuss on this show? You can do okay. whatever you want. You said, my show's a shit show. And, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I'm going to keep it very real and raw with you. Good. 
I feel like as a black woman, if I don't get along with my crew, if I don't go above and beyond, even the difficult ones to get along with the crew, I'm the difficult one. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm the difficult one. So I always feel like I'm on guard and protective of not just how I feel, but how everyone else feels at all times. But for you to be able to just say, she was awful. (laughs) We didn't get along. I hated her. (laughs) You know how many in my life, how many showrunners I wish I could have said that about? I just honestly, I'm still angry. Like it's really? it's been so many years what and I'm still angry. Such create we had huge creative differences. So okay. what happened is when we shot the pilot for interior uh, interior therapy, mm-hmm. it was it was a great pilot and that's what got the show bought right. right. So the showrunner comes in and she thinks she needs to shoot the show exactly the way the pilot was shot. So I mean, look when you're doing it's kind of like a it, it's. It was slightly produced, but it was still, it's kind of docu. Mm-hmm. So we had this really funny, like, night scene, like, with my co-star, Jenny, and I. And it was really funny. So she thought, we got to have a night beat. Every show has to have a night beat. And I was like, <laughs> and so I remember, and, you know, it's, you guys, you know, you know what it's like. Yes. So you have these clients on camera. And, you know, a lot of them, they've never been on camera before. Mm-hmm. It takes so long to get them to relax and open up. So I'm at a, we're at a dinner, they're drinking and they're starting to open up and they're starting to, they're starting to tell me real shit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all right, we got to wrap it up for the night beat. I'm like, what fucking night beat? <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? You imbecile. It took me a fucking week to get her to open up. And I'm like, you just cut me off to do the night beat with Jenny. No one. I, I mean, I remember I lost my shit. That's justified, though. That's yes. completely justified. Yeah, that makes sense. You should have just let that go. Let it was go. crazy. With, with your clients, you have to develop this level of trust. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? And you're so right. They're wrapped so tight. And yeah. it comes across on camera. You got to get them to just let their guard down a bit. And it takes a lot. Of, you know, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work. And a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Well, we haven't tried that. <laughs> I think we tried plant medicine, but no. <laughs> no, okay. I probably would have lost it on that one, uh, too. So you get a pass. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. But, um, all right, so working at HGTV and being there all those years, you've worked with everybody, right? Define everybody. Well, you know, like... I mean, you've met everybody, uh-huh. right? You've met Chip and Joanna. No. You've, no? Well, never. Okay, I no. was lucky enough to meet them. They were lovely. I believe they are. They were I've lovely. To me, they no. were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of pre-major fame. Like, okay. they were just starting to boom. Mm-hmm. And we were we both had done a speaking engagement together. And they were lovely to me. Nate and Jeremiah, have you met them? Yes. You met Nate and Jeremiah. What do yes. you think? I think Jeremiah's still mad at me. Yeah? What? Well, so we met them on Rock the Block. We remember we had to judge them. Uh-huh. What was that season two or three? Or oh, he's something? got an ego. <laughs> uh, well, no, let me just say they're a lot For of no fun. Reason. They're incredibly talented. <laughs> yes, they are. But Handsome. they take their craft so seriously and you're saying that very nicely they take themselves seriously (laughs) you're being very nice we didn't vote for them just for that round and i got so many side eyes (laughs) (laughs) i mean and then then they had to come back and judge us on rock the block three and they didn't judge and he held that he held that no 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 no. he said tables turn suckers burn and learn But it's safe to say we won Rock the Block season three. You did. Congratulations. Thank you. But are there, um, all right, so these designers, which reminds me, 
the ones that are really pretentious and the ones that speak a language I don't even speak. Do you know what I mean? Where they come in, it's like, I mean, the colors remind me of the streets of Rome when I was there and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's blue. It's blue. It's blue. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? So They'll hard. take fucking 15 minutes to describe the blue. But then they'll do the night beat. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if they're smart, but your girls are gorgeous. Thank you so much. Gor- all three of Thank them. You. Thank you. Like, they're very smart. They're very oh, they smart. are. I don't yes. know. I mean, there's some in pictures, no, I know. but I mean, I'm they don't have to be. There. They don't even have to be. They're brilliant. <laughs> yep. What about yours? You said you have a seven-year-old, right? Yeah, she's. I don't know what to do with her. Why not? Well, every day I get new reports from nannies and housekeepers about what she's saying and doing to them. What is she saying? Well, yesterday, I had to write this down because I want to ask you, Egypt, because I don't really... Here's the other problem, too. I hear about this after the fact. So she's with her other dad right now. Okay. So it's been a couple of days. So when she comes home, it's like weird to punish someone for saying something three days ago. Mm. No, okay. it's not. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about this. What? So this is actually the... like This is what she said. So my housekeeper walked to me and she's like, hey... Um, I just want to let you know I had a conversation with Monroe on Sunday. I said, yeah. And she said she was being a little disrespectful. And I said to her, I don't like how you treat me. And you know what my daughter says? Good for you. I like you standing up for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So she's very sarcastic. And then she goes, so then my nanny says, are you testing me? And she says, yes. I like to boss people around. I like to try. <laughs> this is exactly what she said. Wow. Yeah. I wonder Wait. where she gets that from. Honestly, she's exactly like my grandmother. Is really? she? I think she's been reincarnated. <laughs> yes. Or my grandmother's in her head. But, yeah. But she learned that from someone. I wonder who. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wonder who that sarcasm. Well, then this is and the part I- And that spa comes from. And here's the part I don't like, Egypt. And this is what I need to talk to her about. She said- you are my nanny, but soon you will be my assistant. Oh, oh wow. This oh. is where it goes over the line. Let me yeah. ask you something. Does she follow you to work periodically? I work from home, and I'm from, sure so she, she But is, I don't. Do I talk to people like that? That yeah. sounds like something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, you know, you know, it's the kind of thing where your kids say something, and it's hysterical, but you cannot laugh in front of no. them. No. Because uh-huh. it's almost like reinforcing that, with, and then they'll do more of it. You cannot... Laugh in front of her, and you have got to address it. Yes. Let her know that that's not right. No, and she's got to show respect for she elders. She needs to be respectful. And then you come to us, tell the story, so we can crack up. Because <laughs> that's like so Devil Wears Prada. Do you know what yeah. I mean? At seven. That's, that was like Devil Wears Prada if she was seven years mm-hmm. old, saying something like mm-hmm. that. You are my nanny, but soon you will be my assistant. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We got, I gotta, I'm going to have to talk to her today. What, how are you going to deal with it? What are you going to say? Well, you just said it's not. It's even though it's been three days, I should say like you got to you got to be more respectful. You have oh, to. definitely, you definitely because you don't want it to keep going on and then get snowballing and getting worse. But the the issue has been um, that I think the employees are afraid to discipline her, mm-hmm. like when I'm not around, mm-hmm. because they're afraid that she doesn't like them and they're going to lose their jobs. And but but I'm it's clear that she wants boundaries. Right. She wants someone. I think you should have the conversation with her and have the conversation with the nanny and her yeah. at, the same, at time. the same time. This way, nanny knows, okay, he has my back. Yeah. And your daughter knows that, oh, my God, she, I'm, I'm on the spot, so I can't lie to the nanny. My dad has put it right there out on Front Street. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I got to get everybody on board. 
definitely. Yeah. We we had to deal with, well, it wasn't quite as bad. It wasn't <laughs> Devil Wears Prada. But you could imagine with three girls, and he, listen, they've got him wrapped around their fingers, and he's the nice, cool, fun daddy. As a matter of fact, we did uh, an interview on the news the other day, and our daughters were asked, well, who's the strict one? And they both pointed at me like this. <laughs> um, and I said, I have to be, mm-hmm. because if we're both just like the cool, fun, trying to be your friend parent, mm-hmm. then you're not going to have any level of discipline or respect. So let daddy be fun, because that's daddy's personality. But we often, that's what we fight about, by the way, because you asked me before, what do we fight about? Yes. Uh-huh. We fight about the kids. Interesting. Yeah. Because I feel like... I, I want to be the fun one sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I want my kids to like me. But but he always, you know, is so soft. And mommy says no. They say yes. Mommy says you can't go. Daddy says you can go. Mommy says do your homework. Daddy says the hell with homework. So <laughs> so we it puts us on opposite sides, yeah. if you will. So we it's had our approach. To, we have different approaches, you know, and that's what we butt heads on periodically. But we and, actually dealt with this on camera this season uh-huh. where it was like we have got to be we've got to what did you call it what was the you term? gotta be united on the same page yeah you said, what was the term what was the term you, used, you dubbed a term oh this, i don't know i don't know but anyway i gotta watch the season again so bottom line is <laughs> what our kids would do is they would ask me something i say no or they get the answer they don't want they go straight to him all of them go straight to him and he gives them exactly what they want but not knowing that they went to her already so right. for me oh so for instance dad can i get a popsicle oh sure by, by what do you have to say did you ask your mom right yeah. Well, I didn't know if mom was home or not. I'm talking about just in general. In general. Uh-oh, Egypt. Said. Right? <laughs> she's oh, she's getting fired up. You have a very tiny little 14,000 square foot house. <laughs> mansion. That you keep adding on to. We're done. Are you done? Uh, We're my. done. So let's say what- We have a large family. Yes. Let's talk about why you need a 14,000 square foot house. We only just added 1,900 square feet because my mom and dad, uh, who live in New Jersey, are going to be retiring probably in this next year, Mm -hmm. and we want them to live their best life. Travel, sell sell your house, and use that and travel and do all the things you never had a chance to do because you were taking care of me and my sister. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, his mom, as well, is going to be retiring soon, and uh, her husband has Alzheimer's, and so Mm -hmm. we're thinking about them and being able to accommodate them, if Mm -hmm. we have to, in our home. My mom is also on a cane, so we had to have an elevator put in because um, the reality is they may all come and have to live with us, right. you know, at some point. If so. my parents called and said, <laughs> we need a place to stay, I would cut my house in half. I would knock it down if I have to. You don't get I along turn, with your parents? I would take it down to a one bedroom and say, sorry, we don't have the room. Cut to downsize. <laughs> you really, you so, you're just saying that. I love my parents. I don't want to yeah. live with them. I mean, my dad. I mean, my dad and his, uh, and his wife, which is my stepmom. I don't want to live with them, but I love seeing them for 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. So okay. So all fairness, all fairness is. So my mom and I are like oil and water. Aren't yes, we? very we're much oil so. And water. I'm in the other room when they get together. We're, yeah. So we always fuss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we're we're complete opposites. We never see things alike. But I could not imagine um, not being able to take care of her. It was sort of the thing that she, I think, ingrained in us when we were kids. I'm taking care of y'all now, but remember now, when I get old, it's your turn. Right, <laughs> so right, right. in my head, yeah. I always thought and knew that at some point, 
you know, the kind of the kids become the parents. Does that make sense? My dad still is asking for the money he spent on my college back. <laughs> he still reminds me. He still reminds me. He's like, I still don't have that check. I paid, I paid my dad back. Oh, you did? I did. I'm in at one point. I should start making payments so he'll shut up. <laughs> he still, <laughs> still brings it up. <laughs> so now here's the interesting thing about that. When it comes to relationships, you know, when you're dating, you're not just dating or thinking about the future as far as just that person. You got to look at their parents and their friends, et cetera, as well, because that's one of the things I loved even more about my wife is the fact that when I met the parents and met the family, I was like, oh, they are amazing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I was like, oh, we can do this all day. Um, so when they do decide to move in, I'm not, I'm, I won't be mad because mom cooks a hell of a meal for us. Yeah. yeah. That's all really the time. what it is. Don't lie. That's really what it is. This man is starved. I, I order out. I very rarely cook. And when my mom comes, she spoils him. He never has steak except when she comes, uh-huh. right? So no, he's looking forward to the cooking. But no, I, I kind of look at it like, and, and we just are, our big dream, like we talked about dream houses before, and I still need to know what your dream house is, but my big dream is to build a family compound yes. mm-hmm. and have all of our family live mm-hmm. on 100 acres mm-hmm. where we're together, but we still have separation, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. And yeah. that's really something we're working toward in real life right now. Well, that's interesting because yeah. I was going to ask you if this is your forever home. So you're saying, no, it's not your forever It was supposed home. to be a flip house when we bought it, mm-hmm. but then the pandemic hit and we kind of got stuck there a little bit yeah. longer than anticipated. Then all of his family moved from New York within, you know, like right around us. And I had a baby, so we needed babysitters. <laughs> so we do. And then we were like, you know, we're here. Let's just wait until we, like we make our big move. And our big move is a family compound. Yeah. So I'm because I was curious as a fellow flipper, I when I'm finished with the house, I get bored. And then you either start redoing what you've already done uh-huh. or you move on to another house. I usually move on to another house. Have so, you have you ever been emotionally attached to any of the homes? Yes, I have. I have, but I always remember this is how I make my money. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, you know, but I told you at coffee that I have purchased the same home twice. But I but did But you never explained it. that. Right, we need more, more I did insight it because, on I that. probably did it because of the money, like it was a good deal the second time around. The one, one house that I had sold went in foreclosure. So I I'd sold it to... Um, this these a producer couple and their show was when they bought the house they had a very successful show i think they were in their third season but i think it was at showtime but what happens is when the executives come in they had a whole new they uh all new executives came in and they decided they had a different direction Mm. and they canceled the show so then all of a sudden these these producers now They've got this big, expensive house, right. which it was, I remember, and I warned them when before they bought it, I said, you know, you got to make a lot of money to have this house because, you know, you've got the gardening and the tree trimming and the water bill and this mm-hmm. and that. So they hung on to it, waiting for the next show, but they didn't get the next show. So mm-hmm. then they started borrowing against it, borrowing against it. it long story short, exactly. I ended up buying it. I think I sold it for like almost $3 million and I bought it back for like one wow. six. And then I resold it for $3 million again. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, um, well, yeah, it's kind of hard to stay emotionally attached. <laughs> that makes sense. Right? So, but is there, kinda, is there a house? Like, what It was your, that house. I loved that house. But that was your dream house? And I, I'm not so... Uh, it's, it's kind of a famous house from flipping out. It's Gramercy. I, okay. I actually... It was on the market a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and I considered buying it again a third time. But it just didn't work for my family. You know, there's a lot of stairs and all of that. But I guess if I just had fuck you money and it came on the market again, maybe I would just buy it and hold it because I love it. (laughs) It was a Wallace Neff. 
beautiful, like a beautiful, all leaded right. glass windows right. from oh, the wow. 30s that I had restored. And that's your dream house. I mean, it was one of them. Mm. I actually, I, I love the house I'm doing now, but that's the one that may be too many bedrooms, if you know what I mean. Because mm-hmm. then we could have house guests that don't leave. <laughs> I could have family members. Because I've always, I've always had like not enough room. For people, okay. So I'm worried. I'm worried. You know, I was going to build a guest house too. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Mm, okay. Because then people will camp out. Permanent guests. So yeah. you always I'm entertaining home. Mm-mm. No, I don't want to be entertaining. Okay. I feel like, uh, no, I'm not always entertaining. See, but people are like, oh, you've got this big house. Can we stay? We are the complete <laughs> opposite. We're the house that uh-huh. the kids come to and you know hang out. We're the house that everybody cooks out at. We're mm-hmm. where every holiday is. We're where the super party. We're the super, super bowl, bowl party house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of us. And, I don't want to love impo- it that way. I don't want to impose, and I don't want anybody to impose on me. So if look, I feel like we're going to be friends. If I go to Atlanta, <laughs> come to our house. If I go to Atlanta, this is what I'm going to do. And and you guys seem like, oh, come stay with us. I'm going to say no. I'm going to thank you so much. I'm going to stay at a hotel, but I'll come over and hang out. But then I'll go home at the end of the night. And yeah, I have my space. You got your space. You don't feel what's like your, I'm. What's your sign? I'm Aries. Okay, I don't know much about Aries, but is that Aries typical? I don't know. He's an Aries. Is it Aries is typical? Aries typical? I, I mean, Je- Jeff will come over, but he will be the last one to leave if that's any consolation. <laughs> does, he, like does he leave inebriated? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Very comes, much so. He comes drunk. He leaves drunker. <laughs> I love a traveler. <laughs> Got it. Duly noted. <laughs> All right, so uh, season three, Married to Real Estate. Now, you've got, uh, you've got your family involved, much like I have with my show. I'm including my employees and my family mm-hmm. and all of that. You guys do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. And I, I feel like maybe I'm curious because I always felt like doing these reality shows, it trained me really for, for radio. So that I don't really have any um, hang-ups. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty open and honest. You seem that way too. Did radio was- train you for... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Radio. And funny enough. So I used to be the awkward kid. I couldn't talk to people. I was shy. But you were still hot, though, right? I was not hot. <laughs> when did you become you think hot? I'm hot? Yeah. When did you yeah, become so hot? I. Everybody thinks I'm hot. You're gorgeous. Hi. When did you become hot? Um, babe, when did I become hot? <laughs> <laughs> Always. Aww. Okay. Well, thank you. So no, I was that kid. So radio for me helped me get out of my shell. Because I was in a room that was probably only about a third this size with eggshells and crates on the walls, right, for sound. And I could talk and say anything, get comfortable with myself, laugh at myself. And I realized that that was my superpower, Mm -hmm. right, being able to relate to people through conversation. So it warmed me up to get ready for TV and then essentially reality TV where all bets are off. You know, if you love yourself and you're totally comfortable with yourself, you can laugh. Nobody can say a thing about you. It doesn't bother Mm -hmm. you because you're like, I already said that mess about myself. (laughs) I know I need to lose 30 pounds. (laughs) Like, I get it. So, yeah, yeah, nothing bothers me. What about you? We bring that into our show on purpose as well so it can seem, not even seem, be more relatable. And that's what we get stopped about a lot. Your transparency, you guys are so relatable. We love you. We, we don't have fans. We have fams because we're treated like aunt, our aunties and uncles and cousins when we see us, when they see us in Costco's or the gas station and so on. And we want to plug that in because it's reality. It's real life. So if we're going through something, if she don't want to work out with me because I'm not a good trainer as she sees it, we show that, you know, we want people to see themselves in our show. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. Who apologizes first? You do. All Egypt. the time. You apologize first. Because mm-hmm. it's usually my fault. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> wow, okay. 
(laughs) We're both Scorpios and our birthdays are just days apart. We're Mm -hmm. not supposed to work. You know, this is not supposed to work, but we're complete opposites. Um, Mm -hmm. He's very calm, well thought out, and I'm highly emotional and a little bit crazy. (laughs) So, but that works because I think it keeps the excitement in the marriage. It does. Right? And he keeps me, he, he keeps me grounded. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So you have um so you have a daughter from a pr- the previous marriage. Correct. And then you have two daughters together and everybody loves each other, gets along well. Now, oh, yeah. What about mm-hmm. what do you get along with his ex? N- oh, that, oh, oh. <laughs> no. You are her, <laughs> sir. I'll say this. Um so Simone is now 22. Okay. She's our baby. I was in her life when she was 3. Yeah. Right? Uh and it has been a hard road. Yeah. It, it mm-hmm. just is what it is. I'm just glad everybody kind of matured and grew up. Right. Fair? Meaning his ex. When you say everybody, I thought meaning, I handled that well. Meaning her. Of course you did. I'm let just that glad her she finally grew up. <laughs> Is she remarried? No. No. Mm. And? Uh-oh. And the weather, the, weather, the weather is really nice today. Oh, I love yeah. Egypt. We want each one by, each one by herself. My is step out. God bless her. <laughs> bless her heart. Seriously, I appreciate her. Thank you. Thank Life you is for, good. Thank you for Simone. Life is good. Yeah. Now you have, so you have Harper, who's what, four? Five Harper's Five now. Five now. And is Kendall five. 12? Just yeah, turned 12. Turned okay, who... Out of all the three girls, who's the biggest challenge? Biggest I have one, challenge. and she's the biggest challenge. <laughs> I think it's Kendall just because of her age. She's a tween. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know those yeah. tween-agers um, where they're starting to feel themselves, but they're still kind of babyish? Mm-hmm. They think they don't need you, but they absolutely need you in your wallet for everything. Um, and so yeah. there's that. But she's a sweetheart. She's brilliant. She's like a straight A student. She's mm-hmm. a volleyball player. She's mm-hmm. an incredible artist. And but but. It's not easy. And it's specifically not. for me, because mothers and daughters have this dynamic where it's like, I love you, but I hate you. <laughs> and so, yeah, she she won't hug me. If I go pick her up from carpool, she walks the other way. <laughs> she walks around and she wants me to pick her up on the other side of the parking lot. And I have cried in my car yeah. because I have feelings, you know? I have Monroe seven. And right now she loves to cuddle. Uh-huh. And I was just thinking about the other day. I'm like, in probably about five years. She's not going to want anything to do with me. So it's like, that's got to be so hard. It is, because she was my cuddle bug, too. Mm-hmm. She was the baby, if you know what I mean, was always up under me. And then one day, she just woke up, and I feel like aliens came down and snatched her from her body. <laughs> and she doesn't know me anymore. She doesn't want me. She doesn't appreciate anything, you know. But my friends who have uh, who've been through this stage with their daughters say, right around age 16, they come back to you. So yeah. just hold on. Uh-huh. So you got four uh-huh. more years. Well, you have Harper in the meantime. <laughs> right. Uh, yes. Right. That was but, and you're not only just dealing with the stuff that goes on within your household when it comes to, you know, the bumping of heads. In this day and age, especially their age group with social media and things on the outside and in school, you're dealing with the trauma that they're dealing with with their friends and what they see on social media. You know, FOMO, the fear of missing out. Like, there's so much going on in their day and age. And some of these kids coming out of COVID that are still trying to come back and learn, it's a lot. So with Monroe, I don't know if if you're allowing her to have a phone yet, but if you do. Fuck no. Don't. 
No way. Don't. God knows what kind of trouble she'd cause. <laughs> no way. Where did the name Monroe come from? You know, a friend of ours, um, she's actually a co-host on the show, Monica Casey. We were just kind of just brainstorming one night, uh, Gage, my ex, and, and I, and Monica. And she's like, what about Monroe? And it's funny because the next morning I woke up and I said, Gage, what do you think about Monroe? He's like, I, I've been thinking about it. I really like it. Yeah. So that's kind of the way. It, I like it too. A psychic told me she picked her name. She picked her name. That's what a psychic told Now me. knowing your daughter, you believe she picked yeah. her name. Yeah, <laughs> I think she did. Thanks for listening. If you want more of this, listen to Jeff Lewis Live and Jeff Lewis Extended every weekday on Sirius XM as well as the Jeff Lewis Channel exclusively on the Sirius XM app.